I'm Sonia Dunn, and my show, Military Home Life Radio, starts right now. Fire, I didn't feel a thing But suddenly I was rising higher And I felt like I just made The biggest mistake When I thought about my unborn child When I thought about my wife And the answer rang out clear From somewhere up above Great a gift his man And to lay down his life for love Thank you for listening to Military Home Life Radio. I'm your host, Sonia Dunn. Military Home Life Radio is a program about U.S. military community living and support around the world. And what we do is we share information on programs and services that support military families, veterans, and retirees from a balance of local and national organizations. Plus, we have interviews focused on issues and stories from and for military service members, dependents, and retirees from all branches of the United States military. To learn more about Military Home Life Radio and the rest of our audio channels, go to militaryhomelife.com. That's militaryhomelife.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back with our first guest right after this. Behind our brave servicemen and women, there are family members and loved ones who share in their sacrifice and provide unending support. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We have with us in the studio today Amanda Beatty, who is the co-founder of Simfer Canine Assisted Dogs. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing? Pretty good, Amanda. It's kind of... An unusual day. It's a lot of rain, but you have that smile, so you're bringing sunshine into the office. Yes, so, so I'm assuming that sunshine is from the south, That's or right. what part of the south are you from? Um, I'm outside of Atlanta, on the west side of Atlanta. Very good, very good. And have you always been a part of a military family? Um, yes, in a sense, my entire family has served, um, oh, really? going back as far in my family tree as I can as I can find. And my great grandfather um, served in World War One and World War Two. My grandfathers, both of them, served in World War Two and Vietnam. I mean, in the Korean War, and both of my uncles served in the Vietnam War. So, always been around the military my entire life, and obviously my husband's a Marine. So, so did you ever? Th- think that you were going to marry someone in the military with all that background or were you trying to steer far away away from it as possible so when I was in high school I was in JROTC program in the Marine Corps JROTC program which is where I met my husband and um, we took an interesting field trip one summer to Paris Island Marine Corps recruit yeah. PI yeah and uh, I thought I wanted to join the military until that trip, and I realized, no, I'm good, I'm good. So I did the next best thing, and I married a Marine, uh, you know, and decided that's how I was going to serve my country. I was not, um, I don't think I was cut out for military life. I think I'm strong enough. I just don't like people yelling at me when I didn't do anything wrong. I can handle everything else. I can handle the, the bad food, the heat, all of that stuff. I just... Someone yelling in your face yeah. when you, you're trying to be as pleasant as possible. But. I don't see how anyone does it, but, you know, <laughs> that just wasn't my thing. So yeah, I'm, my husband and I um, got married, and he was a Marine, and that's just how my military life is now. So you said you met him in junior ROTC. So mm-hmm. how long have you guys known each other? Over half our lives now. So... 
we're coming up on our 20-year high school reunion next wow. year, I think. 2000. No, we were we graduated in 2000, so 18, 20 years now that we've known each other. Wow. Yeah. So you knew each other, I guess, in middle school, correct? Yeah, in ninth grade. Ninth mm-hmm. grade? Ninth mm-hmm. grade. Wow. In ninth grade, yes. Now, you have an interesting story. Um, you've known each other all your life, mm-hmm. and... You, as you said, over half half of your mm-hmm. life, but you guys didn't really connect as far as romantically. Romantically, yes. the cupid didn't hit the arrow. Well, he, it might have hit your husband, but you said yes. no way. The way he tells the story is the opposite. Okay. Um, when you're in JROTC, just like if you're in any kind of civic group or grouping in in high school or in college, you're in band or or chorus or you're on a ball team. You have that family feel. And when you're in JROTC, it's the same type of, of feeling and camaraderie that you would have in active duty um, service. So we all were a close-knit group, but there was only a handful of people that I stayed in contact with after high school. And Chris, my husband, was one of them, and he was on deployments. I would you know, email him to make sure this was back, well, it was actually we Yahoo instant message. So that's how <laughs> long ago it was. We, they didn't have um, much Skype and things like that back then, but yeah. you know, I would just stay in touch with him to make sure that, you know, he was okay. Did he need anything? If he needed something, I would just mail it to him as a friend. And about six years ago, we reconnected. We've both gone on. I went to college and he was in the Marine Corps and we reconnected and, um, he told me that he had always had a crush on me since we were in high school, and I didn't believe him. But, you know, he kind of grew on me <laughs> through all those years, I guess, and then we became more than friends. More than so, friends. Mm-hmm. So you you viewed him, you viewed him as a brother? Uh, not really. Maybe brother on the annoying side. Annoying side. <laughs> so. But, I mean, I'm a caring person, so yes. I, I, you know, I was more... I guess maybe like a brother. That kind of sounds creepy now that you say that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, he was like, a different light now, just, yeah, totally different light. Um, I joke and tell people like when we were in high school, I used to duck and hide if I saw him coming because <laughs> just of his personality, he was like super gung ho, going to be a Marine. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, um, I was not really a slacker. I, I made really good grades and everything, but I was just not as serious about JROTC as he was. So we'll just leave it at that. There we go. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk about um, as far as you marrying not an, an active duty service member, but someone who, who separated, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. So when we get back, we'll, we'll you'll share that that different type of spouse yes. support for mm-hmm. our veterans when we get back. I'm Sonia Dunn. You listen to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back. Do you know that when you use the Military Health System's patient portals, that you have access to your current health records from your military hospital or clinic? And all through a secure website. Manage medical appointments for yourself and your dependents. Review test results. Request prescription renewals. Exchange secure messages with your healthcare team. Monitor your health information and view your portal profile. And much more. For care received at military hospitals or clinics, try the MHS patient portals today. For more information, Go to tricare.mil slash patient portal. I'm Sonia Dunn. You listen to Military Home Life Radio. We're here with our guest, Amanda Beatty, who is the co-founder of Simfer Canine Assistant Dogs. Amanda, we were talking about how you were duck, as far as pretty much ducked and covered whenever you saw your husband in high school. Yes. But um, years later, you guys reconnected. What was it that made you do an about face in regards to your relationship with him? I think it was more of timing. Um, the the point that I was at in my life versus where he was in his. He um, he did not reenlist in the Marine Corps. He had uh, three combat tours to Iraq, one to Afghanistan as a contractor, and then he did a tour to Israel as well. Um, he was a military working dog handler. So I knew about all those things because we had kept in touch over the years, and then we we lost touch for a year or two, and um, in that time period he went through a divorce, and um, 
we just reconnected on social media, I guess, after he separated from his ex-wife. He got back on Facebook and saw me, and we just started chatting. And for whatever reason, he thought I was married or thought I was in a relationship, and yeah. he had made kind of an offhanded joke. And I said, well, that's why I'm not married, because I can't put up with <laughs> I can't put up with any of this drama. <laughs> and, and he said, oh, I thought you were with someone. And that's when he told me that he had always had a crush on me. So it was just, it wasn't necessarily like an event or anything specific. It was just at that moment when he said that, I just, you know, thought, well, we could be together. We're both available. Right. And, you know, we've known each other. There's so much familiar familiarity there. And yeah. we had a bond already. And we both grew up in the same town, same socioeconomic background. I knew a lot about his family history and he knew a lot about mine. So it was just kind of, he lived in Northern Virginia, and I was actually living in Alabama at the time. Okay. And um, I had just bought my house for myself and my son, and that was like one of my life goals to buy a house. So I had just bought a home, and then all of a sudden he comes into my life, and I know that I'm going to have to relocate here to Northern Virginia if we're going to have a, a relationship. And it it didn't happen fast, the transition, but it, it, in my brain it happened fast that this was the path that, that I'm going to be on now. Let's go back a little bit. You, you stated that your husband served um, a couple of tours, mm-hmm. um, and he did. After that, he decided not to reenlist, mm-hmm. but he he did keep serving in different capacities. Mm-hmm. Um, did he have issues with with PTSD? And, oh yes, and, and does, he still does. He still mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Um, being someone who married someone and not being a part of the military life experience um how how is was is that different coming into it from the side of being a combat veteran spouse for you right so i'm used to military life my dad didn't serve but i'm i've always been around that community so i know what it's like to have to pcs not personally but i just know what that right. process is i know a lot of the military lingo and going through mcjrtc and that experience i had a lot of background in that if i had not then this would be a totally different conversation and it would be a totally different outcome um i feel just from experiences i know and the spouses that i connect with now that it's somewhat dif- more difficult to be a combat veteran spouse versus a true military spouse start to finish because you don't understand that lifestyle and you're trying to merge into it. And once the veteran has separated from, or the service member has separated from the military, you don't have that family feel of everybody coming together you don't have that support system that you do as active duty and you're kind of out on your own trying to navigate the waters and and try to figure out how to combat these these combat stresses that are involving your family so a lot of times I I would think whereas an active duty spouse your your spouse goes off to a deployment and you might have to PCS in the middle of that deployment and you're on your own with your children um and you're by yourself when your spouse comes back if they are struggling from combat trauma they're present but they're not truly present so that in itself creates another type of um, stressor on the family of you're here and you're not helping or you're here and you're you're not here right um also the the trials of separating from the military that the struggle that the service member has themselves on not being in active duty role also puts stressor on the family. So you mix all that in together and it's it's turmoil sometimes and it's hard to find a balance. But because Chris and I had known each other when we were kids and we stayed connected and again we came from that same socioeconomic background right. which I felt was key. That has really been all of those things combined has been the key to our relationship being as strong as it is. And also being a military spouse, as far as you have some sense of where services are for you right. and where to go get services right. if you need them. In the veteran world, yeah. it's very different. And there are a lot of great services out there, but who do you turn to right. to help you find those services? And connecting with other veteran spouses or military spouses, I still consider myself a military spouse. Um, 
not in the true sense, but I still consider myself that. But no matter how you label yourself, when you are in an active duty, it is it is hard to figure out where to go to find that help. And trying to get connected and depending on your location too, that is a big that is a big factor. Yeah. Fortunately, we are here in Northern Virginia where it is a very veteran rich population and there's lots of services, but still trying to find them right. is difficult. We're going to have to take another break, but when we come back, uh, let's talk about um, why you guys chose to come to Virginia versus him going to where you were okay. when we get back. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back right after this. Your TRICARE benefit changes when you retire from active duty. Here are a few details to keep in mind. When you retire, you and your family will be disenrolled from your current plan. You must take action and enroll to continue to have TRICARE coverage. If you want to keep TRICARE Prime or TRICARE Select, you must re-enroll within 90 days after your retirement date to avoid a break in coverage. Your coverage can begin the first day of your retirement. As a retiree, you will see increased costs based on your plan for things like enrollment fees and co-payments, and your catastrophic cap also increases. Take time to review your options and decide which plan is the best for your family. Visit tricare.mil slash retiring for more information. Hi, I'm Sonia Dunn, the host of Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Life Radio's main goal is to support and empower military family members, service members, veterans, and retirees. Why? Because I am a military spouse, and I'm raising a military family, and I understand the challenges of navigating through all of the many resources that are available to military families. So let me help you by being a guide. Join us as we share the latest information and news from around the military. Visit our website at www.militaryhomelife.com to listen to our podcast or find a local radio station that carries our show. I'm Sonia Dunn. Always and forever, military proud, military strong. Military Home Life. Military Home Life Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Life. We are back with our guest, Amanda Beatty, who is the co-founder of Semper Canine Assistant Dogs. And I'm Sonia Dunn, and you're listening to Military Home Life Radio. Amanda, during our break, that was a lot of food for thought in regards to the perspective of the military spouse versus a veteran spouse. Mm -hmm. That is a totally different world that I'm not familiar with. Would you mind if we just dive a little bit deeper into that? Sure. Was that one of the reasons why you guys relocated to Virginia because there were more services available to your husband than there was in Alabama? Um, no, not necessarily. Okay. He, we have a blended family, okay. so he has children here in um, in Northern Virginia okay. with his ex-wife. So we, I knew that I I knew that I would have to be here, but I have encountered many spouses and families that relocate here from rural areas that they can't get services for their for their wife or their husband speaking of those that have separated and and now they're labeled veteran spouses but we're all a part of the military community right um it is it considered more like a a different level of military spouses that you kind of feel like you're kind of shunned a little bit? Yeah, um, I, I think I, I use the term mom shaming. Mom shaming. You know, that's, the, that's yeah. the easiest thing I can equate it to. You know, you have the moms that breastfeed and the moms that don't and yeah. the moms that cloth diaper and the moms that don't. And I kind of feel like you're not taken as serious. I don't typically label myself as a military spouse or a veteran spouse. I'm Amanda. But when you are breaking it down to labels, I feel veteran spouses don't get as much credit as a military spouse that was there from the beginning. Why do you think that is? I don't know. You know, I, 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 I judge each person based on who they are and what they bring to the table and what experiences they've been through, even though we're not supposed to judge, but let's be honest, everyone does. So I look at each person as an individual, and I truly feel that depending upon 
the disability of the spouse or the combat trauma or whatever the case may be because most of the the spouses I'm in contact with their their partner has a disability they're a caregiver and I feel that that can be even more strenuous than a spouse that has a husband or wife that's deploying on a regular basis that's just my opinion so from your perspective the veteran spouses that you come across their spouse has either separated because they didn't do another tour or maybe there was some type of as far as medical discharges yes so you can just not re-enlist when it's time to re-enlist you can choose not to do that which is what my husband did um, after so many combat deployments and not getting exactly what you wanting and missing out on so much um, you kind of just decide not to re-enlist you could be medically separated where you've suffered combat trauma and you're forced to medically retire pretty much um, and medically, medical separation, if you're not at a retirement age or term, it could just be medical separation, which right. I encounter that as well. And then you have just full retirement. And you can be retired and have combat trauma and continue to serve. As we all know, there's been numerous um, military personnel that do that. Yes. But um, for the most part, the spouses I encounter in, in my job that I work, do every day, they have uh, a spouse that is severely disabled or disimpaired in some way that they can't enjoy life, so they're ultimately a caregiver. And the job you're referring to is your organization that yes. you and your husband have, the Semper Canine Assistant mm-hmm. Dogs. Yes, ma'am. We're going to have to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to go more in detail about your amazing organization and some of the work that they're doing for, for those um, with, um, as far as PTSD. Yes, ma'am. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back right after this. My brother Billy's pretty good with numbers. Um, the magic eight ball on my desk. I talked to my gunsmith. I'd look for a message in a bottle. Well, I usually go to my uncle Ubaldo in Mexico. I give myself financial advice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my dog Dixie's pretty smart. Me and King Neptune, we're like this. Uh, To talk to you about my finances, I usually ask Jeeves. He has a lot more time now that everyone switched to Google. I would talk to my goldfish. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. The man behind the curtain. Well, I'm going to ask my cousin, Larry. You can visit Fleet and Family Services. Fleet and Family Services. Fleet and Family Services. Fleet and Family Services. You can visit Family Readiness. Family Readiness Center. Family Readiness Center. Or your installation's personal financial counselor. Personal financial counselor. Personal financial counselor. I'm Sonia Dunn, and you're listening to Military Home Life Radio, the only radio show that is from and for military families. What if I could tell you when a wildfire was going to happen? Of course, I can't. But shouldn't you be ready anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. I'm here having a good laugh with Amanda Beatty, who is the co-founder of Semper K9 Assistant Dogs. Amanda, um, you're um, you're um, a comedian too. <laughs> I'm finding out Southern charm. I think. Southern charm. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Southern charm. Before we left, you made a good point about um, a lot of. Uh, veteran spouses become caregivers Mm -hmm, they do um, and they take up that charge yes it's kind of like one of the unsung positions when you become a military spouse that there will be a time whether sooner or later Mm -hmm. where you'll become that caregiver for your your military spouse absolutely or vice versa or vice versa (laughs) vice versa depending Mm -hmm. on as far as the needs exactly how are you holding up well, I do. I feel I do okay. It's a little difficult um, at times. We, my husband and I, we do have the luxury of working from home. Um, I also have a paid career that I do as well. And Semper Canine, I, I am a volunteer. Um, but it, there are challenges. We have a blended family of five, um, and two of them are under five. Wow. <laughs> so being at home, um, 
and working at home with your spouse is a chore in itself. So add in all these other variables on top of the dogs, which we haven't even started talking about yet. Yes. And um, and things get a little nuts sometimes. It does. It yeah. does. Things get a little bit uh, out there. And sometimes I just want to run away screaming and like never come back. Well, I have to give you a medal honor for, for working with your husband. Um, I, I'm happy to see my husband walk through the door, but I don't know if I could... <laughs> work with him 24 <laughs> 7. well and you know being a military spouse you will understand this when you all of our families down in atlanta area in that area so we are up here by ourselves yes. we have our nonprofit volunteers that are like our family and they fill that role for us but when we when we didn't have the nonprofit and the volunteers we were on our own so you kind of get used to having your spouse around all the time you have to take care of them too so you have to keep and keep on track what are you up to what are you doing are you doing your job are you right. doing your work are, we've got dirty dishes we've right. got laundry so it's like all of that stuff mixed in all at one time so yeah. it's house chores and work tasks and oh the baby's crying and oh i need someone to go to the post office or whatever the case may be and it's all in under one roof right now so right right <laughs> our goal is to have it on under separate roofs but we're working on that in in regards to your organization mm-hmm. how long has some for canine assistant dogs been in existence so we're going to celebrate our fifth birthday in december oh yes wow. so when my husband and i um first reconnected he was doing contracting work and if any of y'all are familiar with contracting work, once the contract's over, the job's over. There's no career, there's no true career there. Right. And that's one of the things he was struggling with is I have this specialized skill as a military working dog handler. I went to Israel. I trained with the IDF, OCAT's dog school, to learn how to teach people to train military working dogs. And I have this skill and I work for the IRS. I've worked here, you know, all with dogs. Right. And I can't even have a meaningful career. I'm working at Sears right now, selling lawnmowers while I'm waiting for another contracting job. Yeah. And our family's struggling, and financially we're getting even further in the hole while we're waiting for this. The next. The next step. Yeah. Um, I'm also, in my paying job, I work in the media industry. So I was interviewing the founder and CEO of the Semper Fi Fund, um, which is an organization that helps injured service members. And, you know, I was kind of chatting with her on the phone and she heard my Southern accent and she's like, how did you get in Northern Virginia? And I was telling her, and I was like, well, my husband's a Marine. And she's like, wait a minute. What did he do in the Marine Corps? I was like, well, he's a military working dog handler. She's like, wait, does he have a career right now? And I said, well, he's working at Sears (laughs) selling lawnmowers. (laughs) And she's like, you bring him up to Panera in Dumfries right now and you bring him with you and I want to meet him and she hired him that night to do an internship to start to figure out how to do a program like what we're doing now so that's the that was the start really? of it and he fell in love with it he was like this you know he he struggled with survivor's guilt like many do he was a working dog handler their job is to locate and detect IEDs and or detect and locate IEDs with their dogs and if you miss one someone's life could be right gone or numerous and so that's a lot of stress to have that on you you're the one you're the one that's that's in charge of that and he his best friend was killed in action adam cannon was the first dog handler um to be killed in action since vietnam wow and he so he struggled Mm -hmm. he struggled our daughter's actually named after him but he, he struggled with that, and he always would say, what is my purpose? What am I even here for? And I would always say, so that you could be my husband because you love me. You've been in love with me since we were kids, and that's why you made it, so we could be together. And, you know, I would always try to lighten the mood, and he he struggled with that for a long time. So when this opportunity came up, he just he was back to the old Chris that I remember from high school, charismatic, which he was always been charismatic, but, you know, um, bright-eyed motivated, excitable, and he's still that way today. And he, he, the work that we do just just pushes him. And that's one of the reasons why I'm 110% behind it because I feel he deserves a meaningful career. He deserves to feel like his life has meaning 
after service because mm-hmm. that is something that veterans struggle with a lot. Um, separated personnel in the military struggle with that sense of finding themselves and finding their purpose now that someone's not telling them where to go and what right. to do and where to be right. all the time. So um, we had that opportunity, and when the internship was over, we founded Semper K-9 in late 2014, and this will be the start of our fifth year in December. So for the past five years, you see the Ocris. Mm-hmm. You actually have the husband you projected for yourself. Yes. That's pretty pretty good, yeah, Amanda. I think so too. Yeah. And I, in 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 doing all of this, he has found his true calling and yeah. the light bulb came on. Exactly. Came back on. And for any spouse, you shouldn't want for your better half, other half, whichever way you want to say it, yeah. to have fulfillment and joy um, not just in their personal life, but in their professional life. Right. And if you don't try to help and cultivate that, then yeah, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, seeing that and being able to provide that to him and being able to help him because he, he says all the time, I would not be able to do this without you and I wouldn't be where I am without you, but neither would I. He yeah. has the skill and the talent and the story, so to speak, and I just have the tools on the back end to help right to help get us there and we both have that true spirit of wanting to help others and that's that's what makes us a dynamic team sounds like you two are a dynamic team another break amanda (laughs) but when we come back let's talk a little bit more about your company's mission and some of the initiatives that you guys are involved in right now i'm sonia dunn you're listening to military home life radio we'll be right back right after this Military Home Life. Military Home Life Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Life. All of us want to make a difference. As veterans, we committed to protect our country. We served and sacrificed for the things that mattered most. Those experiences shaped our lives, even if it isn't always obvious to those around us. And now that we've served, our commitments have taken on a new meaning. We're husbands, wives, parents, friends, and neighbors, but sometimes we still feel alone. We forget that our biggest challenge can be to ask for support when we need it. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans, service members, and their loved ones. Dial 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat online at veteranscrisisline.net or text 838-255. It matters. Oh 
is it, this is now It's what I've been talking about Looking out, I can see forever So take my hand, just take it in This is the moment we won't forget On top of the world, here together Surrounded by our family and our friends If there ever was a time for a perfect kiss This is it It doesn't matter your color, gender, national origin, sexual orientation, race, and religion. Leadership equals opportunity, diversity, and inclusion. It is the glue that binds us together. I and my brother and my sister's keepers. I will go to war with them. So listen, if you take care of your people, your people will take care of your mission. I'm Sonya Dunn, and you're listening to Military Home Life Radio, the only radio show that is from and for military families. Did you know TRICARE covers mental health care? Your TRICARE benefit offers access to a full range of mental health care. This includes inpatient and outpatient services and pharmacy benefits. Your specific costs will depend on who you are, your plan, and the type of care you get. For more information about what's included in your coverage, visit tricare.mil slash mental health. Military Home Life. Military Home Life Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Life. I'm Sonia Dunn. You listen to Military Home Life Radio. We're here with our guest, Amanda Beatty, who is the co-founder of Simfer Canine Assisted Dogs. Now, we have taken the journey on the creation of Simfer Canine Assisted Dogs. What is the actual mission of your organization? So our mission is to provide custom-trained service dogs for disabled service members and their families by utilizing rescue dogs. And we do all of this at no charge. So we're saving the life of a rescue dog, taking that dog into our program, custom training it to the specific needs of the service member, and providing it at no cost. Why rescue dogs instead of giving them as a puppy and, and breeding them up? Well, we do get some rescue puppies. Okay. So rescue dogs, um, that, was, that was part of our initial vision. We, there are a lot of great dogs in the shelter that are being euthanized on a daily basis. There's a lot of great dogs. It's happening right now as we speak. Yeah. And my husband had used uh, rescue dogs in some of his contracting work. And so he's familiar with, you know, not just taking a German Shepherd or a lab and, and pretty much temperament is all the same and training them, training very different breeds and, and dynamics and um, temperaments and transforming them to be this custom piece of medical equipment, if you right. will, for a disabled veteran. So um, we get a lot of, we, we partner with Operation Pause for Homes. They're a, um, a satellite rescue here in Northern Virginia. They have fosters all over the area. They pull from high kill shelters and a lot of times they have pregnant females. They're one of the ones that get euthanized the quickest because oh. that's more mouths to feed coming soon, unfortunately. Right. So our rescue partner brings them in. They know what to look for for us. They know the type of breed that we're looking for, and they identify the dog. So a lot of times we are getting puppies, and we name our dogs after other service members who've made the ultimate sacrifice or those who've gone on to do great service after their service. So they have a unique story and a unique background, the dog itself. And then once it goes on to be with that family, it has another meaning. You know, if it's a service member who was killed in action, that service member's name's continually getting said right. after the fact. And that namesake is now going on to help another family, military right. family, try to right the ship, so to speak. Yeah. Now, y you guys have two different types of service dogs, correct? So we do, um, we do 
we have a service dog for veterans program, and then we have a maintenance training program where veterans come to us that already have a dog. Okay. And the dog may be alerting to some medical things going on with the veteran, so we help train that dog to become a service dog, if it can. We evaluate the dog just like we would a dog coming into our program. So in that scenario, the veteran owns the dog. The veteran takes care of the dog. They just come and work with our training class. Right. And on the other side, we're, we're providing the dog from start to finish. If the veteran already has a great dog, we don't want to, to tell them, oh, you've got to get rid of this right. dog. Or I mean, we want to utilize that dog. And if it has the will and the drive to work, then we, then we do that. We also have... Um, uh, she was stationed at Henderson Hall, but we have a facility dog that's for the EFMP program for the Marine Corps, and it was the very first one. And she's now at Yokota Air Base. So, really? yeah, her, her and her handler have moved to Yokota Air Base for the EFMP program there. And so we are international. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would an EFMP dog do differently than your? medical dog would do so a, a service dog is specifically trained to perform tasks for one person okay the efmp dogs more of what you would call a facility dog so they're trained to do multiple things for multiple people within that facility and with the efmp which if some of you don't know it's an exceptional family member program that is also when you're having new family members come on base and you're getting acclimated the dog's there to provide comfort so it'd be more like a comfort support, or if you have um, disabled children that are autistic, or ADHD, or other mental health issues, the dog is there as a calming factor and just makes everything more comfortable, easier, um, and she would provide that support to them. So more of like a, a support type okay. thing. And then there's the mobility dog and the psych psychiatric alert yes. dog. So, so what's the difference between those? So we do what we call mental health mobility dogs. We are the only ones I know that use that. So you have a psychiatric um, alert dog, which is more for your PTSD, TBI, and mental health on the psychiatric side. And mobility is for someone who has amputation or mobility challenges. Um, a lot of times you've got both issues going on. Right. Um, my husband has tinnitus, so he has a hard time sometimes. He doesn't yeah. necessarily need a service dog for that. But when you have someone with PTSD that also has tinnitus or some other I issues that are going to be for the medical side, we tandem train these dogs to do both. Okay. But there will be some that their primary their primary disability is they need a mobility dog. Right. Or their primary disability means they would need a psychiatric dog. But we tandem train our dogs to do both. And we try to pair that right dog if we have a combination of both in the in the family and the veteran needs help standing or retrieving items. Imagine someone that has t traumatic brain injury and they have a short-term memory issue. I can't find my phone. I've lost my phone. I'm late for work. I'm going to lose my job. Where's my phone? And the, you train the dog to help you find lost items. Well, they're retrieving and bringing the dog, the phone or the keys back to you. Right. That's a mobility task for a psychiatric alert dog. So we, that's why yeah. we use mental health mobility as, as the term for our dogs, because they could potentially do both if you need them to. Interesting. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about you, Amanda. All right. And all the th great things you're doing over and beyond Sinfro K-9 assistant dogs. All right. I'm Sonya Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back. Military Home Life. Military Home Life Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Life. See these hands? They grip the wheel of a Humvee in Afghanistan. These hands? Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. My hands? They're here for the person who fought in Afghanistan. I made the call and got support for my sister. My hands are here for the person who treated those soldiers. I helped connect my son with the care he's earned. Mine take care of the person who flew those helicopters. And if life gets overwhelming, they're ready to dial the Veterans Crisis Line. 
The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or chat online at veteranscrisisline.net. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We're here with our guest, Amanda Beatty, who is the co-founder of Simfer K-9 Assistant Dogs. Amanda, we've been talking about your amazing organization and, and, and what it does for the service members. Before I get on to you and some other things that you're doing, how does this affect the family? And what programs do you have for the family in regards to this? So our our personal family is heavily involved. Our children oh, really? help us with the dogs when they first come in, before they go out to our volunteers who take over. But in the early stages when the puppies come in or the new dogs come in, we all work together. And our volunteer, we have about 120 volunteers, and we're all a close-knit family too. But being a military family, and I consider us a military family, yes. um, we wanted to help other military families. Many programs like ours across the country only allow the service member to come to training with the dog. That's it. They won't allow spouses. They won't allow children. And for me, that just did not make sense. Make sense to me. I wanted for if there was a crisis for the dog to, you know, someone else in the family needs to know how to care for the dog if there's a crisis or this is also a family pet. Right. At some point. Our dogs specifically they're not on duty all the time. They have playtime too. Right. And you want that dynamic to build with the family when the family comes and that bonding to build, whether it be a new bond or replenishing a bond that was demolished due to multiple combat deployments, PCSing, whatever the case may be. And having them all together as a family is important. And it was one of our top priorities when we started Semper Canine. And we continue to build and build that today. And the whole entire family comes to training. That's a unique perspective to, yes. in order to do that. In regards to family, we've talked about being a veteran spouse. Mm-hmm. In regards to family and being a veteran spouse, military spouse, and I'm going to stop using that, being a military <laughs> spouse of a service member who is separated. Mm-hmm. Um, and becoming a caregiver, helping others train to be effective caregivers. Yes. How, do you, how, how does Amanda find her me time? Me time, what because is Because you say you're in media. <laughs> you say you're in media. So. Yes, I'm in the media industry. Um, I have about eight and a half years of print and digital media experience. I've worked with um, print and digital magazine. So um, I do that now. And I'm the director of operations for a monthly print community lifestyle magazine in Northern Virginia and a regional semi-annual wedding magazine um, that's in print and online. And I'm the director of operations of those. And we've launched our own magazine for the nonprofit world for veterans, um, specifically with service dog influence in it. And I'm the publisher of that. So I work a lot. Yeah. And I work for Semper Canine full-time as a volunteer, and I raise my children. But um, my me time, I enjoy I enjoy what I do. I enjoy helping others. Yeah. So my me time is really my time. When Semper Canine is successful and my husband feels successful and my children are happy, that's part of my me time is making that happen. Right. Um, I promote a um, military spouse-owned business. Um, as a brand ambassador, that's my me time. I enjoy it. It's our Riveter. And many of you may know our Riveter. And I enjoy being a brand ambassador for our Riveter and embodying that military lifestyle and promoting that. And I enjoy those types of things. So that's my me time. That's, I work hard. My me time is being quote unquote successful. Yes. And for my husband to feel successful and for my children to be happy and healthy, if I've done that, then that's my, that's my me time. Um, I've, I have a, um, a blog that I just blog about my crazy life, <laughs> if you want to say, because we go all we were just in Texas last week. Um, we've had a lot of national publicity recently. My yes, husband's, and congratulations. Yeah, thank on you that. very much. My husband's Washingtonian of the Year this year, and um, he is one of Evan Williams' um, Kentucky Bourbons. 
American Made Heroes this year. So he's actually on the bottle of Evan Williams, oh, their really? American Made Heroes edition. Yeah, they got a commercial type video about him that they share on social media and it's on their YouTube. So it's really exciting. So you got to send me a link. Yes, to that. Absolutely. I would love to put that on your page, your podcast page. So yeah, send me a link to that. Um, That sounds so much fun. You guys are getting a lot of recognition. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of hard work. And since I'm in the media industry, I kind of know the importance of garnering those relationships. I think a lot of people have this um, bad taste in their mouth for the media with fake news and all that (laughs) stuff going on. so I, you know, it's a very important. The media is a powerful tool, it and is. Um, to know how to use that properly, on top of all the other things that you have to do. But ultimately, I feel people see that we are genuine and we truly care about helping others, and we do it at no cost. There's nothing in it for us. I mean, we've been, we've, I don't, I've never publicly said this, but we've been on public assistance up until recently, and we did that to our family to right. be able to help other families. So we wanted Simper Canine to be successful and it was a struggle for us in the beginning and we've come out of that now. We see yes. the light at the end of the tunnel and we knew that all of this was worth it and we just pushed through and now we're we're getting there. We're getting there. It still takes a lot and it takes a village. But um I but- wanna say thank you and and I, I really get tired of people so thank you for your service, but I wanna say thank you for being there I want to say thank you for being there for your spouse thank and you. loving him no yes. matter what thank you um, that in itself unconditional yeah it's thank you for that loyalty that's one of the big military characteristics integrity and loyalty and I think that's a big characteristic that a spouse needs to have too always need to be there for for your other half who I yeah. Uh, before, uh, we're going to have to take a break. But when I get back, I want you to give me three tips to military spouses whose husband has been separated from the military and are looking to find some type of connection right. when we get back. All right. All right. I'm getting better, mm-hmm. Amanda. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back. Are you disaster prepared? Besides planning a safe evacuation route and shelter space, take time to visit TRICARE.mil for key disaster preparedness information. From tips for putting together an evacuation kit, to keeping you informed with alerts, to important steps to take after a disaster, TRICARE has you covered. And don't forget, you can get care during any time of crisis. Visit TRICARE.mil slash disaster for up-to-date information on disaster preparedness and your health benefits. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're gonna go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. I know you won't, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Military Home Live. Military Home Live Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Live. I'm Sonia Dunn. You listen to Military Home Life Radio. We're here with our guest, Amanda Beatty, who is the amazing, incredible, multi-dimensional media expert. I guess. Yes. (laughs) I'm a Jill of all trades. You're a Jill of all trades. (laughs) And a master of some. You're a master of a lot. (laughs) 
you're a master of a lot and also the co-founder of Sinfra K9 Assisted Dogs with your husband, mm-hmm. Chris Beatty. Yes. Before we get out of here, give me a couple of tips, if you can, mm-hmm. for military spouses, mm-hmm. I'm getting better, who are caregivers of service members who are dealing with different um, aspects of um, their time in service? Well, probably the first one I would say is definitely patience. You definitely need to be patient. There's going to be ups and downs, probably more downs than ups, but the ups are going to make the downs worth it. And just just be patient and everything will work out the way it's supposed to be. Um, another I would say is confident. You definitely need to be confident so that you can care for your family and make sure you're confident in yourself that you know that you can do it. And I guess my final one would just be take some time to to have your time. You were talking about me time a moment ago. My yeah. me time is just making my husband feel successful, my children happy and and you know, making sure that our mission is completed for our nonprofit because that's so much part of my life and I'm passionate about it. But find something you're passionate about and and just go do it and it'll all you know it'll all work out it'll right. all work out there's going to be a lot of trials and if you're an active duty spouse who has a husband that's suffering combat trauma or a wife that's suffering from combat trauma be stand beside them just be with them and just let them know that you're always going to be there to help them and at some point you won't have the same life but it'll be a new normal and it'll be a great life so just just hang in there and and be loyal. Thank you for that, Amanda. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. We'll be right back to wrap up. Do don't, don't blah, blah blah. We'll be right back to wrap up. Stay right here with us. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. And you are done. Good. Thank you. I hope I gave you what you wanted. You did. Okay. You did. Um, thank you for opening up and sharing. Yeah. Military Home Life. Military Home Life Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Life. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. That is all that we have for this edition of Military Home Life. Thank you so much for listening to Military Home Life Radio. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your week. I'm Sonia Dunn. Remember to support our military, but most importantly, support our military families. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? Amid the chaos? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. You're listening to Military Home Life with Sonya Dunn. To learn more about Military Home Life, go to www.militaryhomelife.com. That's www.militaryhomelife.com. Everybody buckle up. Bum, 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 bum. Buckle up. Let's go. Buckle up. Can we go to the store? Everybody buckle up. A lot goes on in the car, but you're in control. So only move when you hear the click that says they're buckled in. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup.